You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Tax Wrap podcast. Uh, I'm Steve Burnham, and we're doing episode 140. And before we start, I'd just like to do this. That was a little party happy blower. Happy birthday. <laughs> that was happy birthday, CGT. The other person at the party is Peter Adams, uh, Tax and Super Australia's uh, tax council. Peter, it's uh, been 32 years. Next Wednesday, uh, September 20, yes. uh, since the capital gains tax was introduced by the Hawke-Keating government. So it's a, it's a bit of a date. Um, yeah. I, I can't remember. I was too young at the time. <laughs> 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 what happened before capital gains were taxed. But, um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's uh, what do we say? Thirty-something uh, old now. Yeah, <laughs> and then, well, as, as as with everyone, you make a few mistakes along the way, and that's by the time right, you're thirty-two, hopefully right. you've got it right. You've well, got it well. Hopefully, on on the right path. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, by now, but we're still seeing some tinkering with capital gains tax. Yes, yeah, uh, right? even now. So there's still the odd tinkering happening. Um, of course, um, yeah, as you so rightly pointed out, the um, the birth of it. Uh, was um, 1985, yeah, um, yeah. all those years ago, September 85. And um, there, there was another significant date, uh, September 20 again, 1999, when the uh, yeah, small business CGT concessions... Yeah, that's all. And also the... Um, the general 50% discount oh, right. um, came in because we had an indexation framework. Um, I mean, I've seen... I remember when I started in tax um, a long time ago now, not quite 1985, <laughs> uh, but not long after that, um, we had CGT events that would trigger capital gains tax. Right. Um, and these CGT events... Uh, was in those days essentially only two, um, a disposal right. and a deemed disposal. A deemed disposal? So yes, th- those were the disposal. only CGT events. Gosh, how many are there um, now? Now, <laughs> there are 53 oh my God. different CGT events. <laughs> um, so can you imagine? Um, so, yeah, um, there's been a lot of changes in the capital gains tax world, uh, not least of which is, as you rightly point out, the small business EGT concession. Now, they're, they're very important for a lot of uh, small business um, clients, of course. Uh, the, what is it, the retirement concession? Yeah. 15-year? Uh, 15-year exemption, uh, the 50% yep. active asset reduction. Right. And then there's also a small business rollover. So for those small businesses that are able to avail themselves of the concessions yep. on disposal of their business or their business assets, it is quite a, a significant advantage to be able to access these concessions. Yeah, yeah. But there are a few hoops to jump through. Oh, right. um, and that, that makes it a little bit tricky in some instances. Um, but it is probably the most generous of our tax concessions still, mm. Uh, mm. the small business CGT concessions. Yeah, so it's something to keep in mind uh, for all your small business clients to make absolutely. sure they've got those absolutely. lined up. Absolutely. Yeah. And very often um, what businesses um, find out is at the point they want to exit uh, the business, mm. business owners, uh, then they're not correctly positioned to avail themselves of the concessions. Oh, right. So it's really something you want to be proactive on. So you want to try and, before you get to that point, position yourself 
to max maximize, I guess, your access yep. to those concessions. Well, what's the that you've seen in your experience? What's the well, I suppose, mistake or oversight that a lot of small business owners make in regard to these concessions? Uh, well, um, a, a lot of a lot of small businesses uh, don't take account of things like um, that the threshold for accessing it. For example, the $2 million turnover threshold, or alternatively, the $6 million net right. asset value yeah. yep. test, uh, is premised on a connected entity oh, and right. affiliate ah, yes. um, um, element. So you bring into the equation not just your net assets or turnover, but that also of your connected entities and affiliates. Yes, yeah. And at the point of disposal uh, where that connection exists, you might be well over the six million or the yeah. two million dollar turnover. Yeah, yeah. And that's just about strategizing and just b- about being aware of what the requirements are. You just, you just reminded me also, it is two million turnover. It's, it is still it's two million. Still not the yeah. 10 for the uh, Absolutely, definition. Steve. Okay. So for a lot of the other small business concessions that exist in our income tax law, yep. of course, the change uh, that um, commenced um, for for taxpayers recently is that you have a $10 million turnover threshold. Right. But yep. not as regards the small business CGT concessions. Right. They had the, remained at $2 million. The, the family home is the biggest uh, item that escapes uh, capital gains, which is... Uh, yeah, so uh, so it doesn't come into the equation um, for, for capital gains tax. And it's also not part of what is valued for the $6 million net asset value test in the context of the small business CGT concessions. So it's also useful in that context. Okay, okay. And also, wasn't it something to do with the beneficiaries of a deceased estate? Uh, there's um, CGT isn't applied to the uh, what they inherit. Is that have I got uh, that not, wrong? Not always the case. No, okay. Uh, it depends uh, if it's the family home, yeah. and uh, they inherit the family home. If they dispose of it within two years. Um, of death, right. um, then they inherit the exemption that attaches to the family home. Right. So they, in fact, inherit the main residence exemption, as it oh, were. Oh, I see. Yep. If they dispose of it more than two years yep. after the date of death, they can still get access to the main residence exemption on disposal of mum or dad's house yep. uh, if they lived in it from the time of death to the date of sale. Right, okay. Now, with, with in your experience, Peter... Uh, CGT, it's been 32 years, as we keep saying. Um, is there anything you'd change about capital gains, the way it's dealt with in, in Australia? Um, is there something that gives problems for practitioners or uh, taxpayers that could yeah, be better? Yeah, to some extent, most practitioners will tell you that um, it's in some ways overcomplicated. Oh, right. Uh, and that's, that's with a lot of tax law, though. Well, it's, yeah. not, it's not CGT-specific. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, 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 it filled a gap at the time, mm. because prior to capital gains tax, if I disposed of an asset, there was no way that it was taxable because it wasn't income. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and if it wasn't income, it wasn't taxable. So you're saying before 85, someone sold a house, it, it doubled in value, and the person who sold it just kept the kept the money? Kept the profits. Wow. Uh, unless you could say, Steve, mm. that they had a profit-making intention when they first bought the house. Okay. Well, um, yeah, the, in other words, they only bought the house to be able to sell it for a right. profit. 
Okay. Unless yeah. you could demonstrate that, there was no way of taxing it. Right, okay. Uh, hence the introduction of capital gains tax. One, one interesting fact, I was talking to um, our colleague David Ebden, who, who yes. has been, joins me uh, usually for the podcast sessions, but um, now he's from England, and yes. I was telling him, oh, capital gains tax is a bit of a misnomer because it's not a separate tax. It, it's, it's all income tax. It's just that you calculate the capital gain and then work out what, you know, what's owed. And he tells me that's um, not the case in the UK. It's, it's actually a separate tax with a separate yeah. rate and all that, which I didn't know. Yeah, and a lot of other jurisdictions, that is well the case. Right, OK. So, yeah, with ours, capital gains tax is not a separate tax. It's part and parcel. Of income of, tax. Of income tax, yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, the only thing where there's, I guess, some element of uh, clear separation is that if you do have capital losses right. on the disposal of assets... You can't really offset those capital losses against income. No, no, okay. But you can only offset those capital losses against capital gains. Other capital gains, right. Uh, So that, in some way... Uh, draws a line of separation between income tax and capital gains tax. It does too, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's not a separate tax as such. No. Absolutely. No. And yeah. you can carry forward losses? Is that... Uh, yes, capital okay. losses can be carried forward uh, in the same way revenue, revenue losses are. All right. But of yeah. course, you can only use it against um, capital gains in the yeah. future, not against income. No. And there no. are certain capital losses that you can't actually use at all. Really? What, what are they? These are capital losses that pertain to the sale of what we call personal use assets. Okay. So uh, there's, a, there's a quirky part of the capital gains tax law, Steve, that says if you acquire a personal use asset, uh, this is an asset for your own personal use and enjoyment, right. and you acquire it for a value of less than $10,000, and you happen to sell it for a profit a little while later, yep. that that capital gain will be disregarded. Is that right? Yes, What's absolutely. an example of a personal use asset? In oh, so, for example, I might buy myself a flat screen television. Oh, right. Um, I, I might myself myself a, a luxury yacht um, um, to cavort around, um, you know, the waters, yeah. um, you know, in Come my neck of the Harbor. woods, All Sydney right. Harbour. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so um, you know, that might be a personal use asset. Okay. But, of course... Um, only the television would be less than ten thousand dollars. Oh, uh, of course, yeah. Well. And then, of course, if I bought it for less than ten thousand and I sold it for a profit, yep. there would be no capital gains tax relevant okay. to that personal use asset. However, yep. if I make a capital loss, which I'm more likely to make, yes, that's right. We're using the thing for a year. Yeah, that's right. Uh, then they don't allow me. To use that capital loss. Okay. Because it's right. a capital loss from a personal use asset. Okay. Well, that's kind of fair enough, but still. To some extent. Yeah. But it, it'd be know. a good problem to have, but yeah, still. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Okay. All right. Um, thanks, Peter. It's fascinating. And as I said, uh, happy birthday, CGT, next uh, the tw- September 20. Um, thank you, Peter. Indeed. I'd like to Thank talk you. to you again. Uh, listeners, we'll, we'll have Peter every now and then uh, on our podcast because he always brings a wealth of information and knowledge uh, uh, to us. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. That was great.